Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. This week's episode guest edited by Kelly Hogaboom. How are you this evening, Kelly? I am pretty good. I'm after this podcast, I'll be recording my B movie podcast <gasps> tomorrow. So I'm watching a lot of kind of horror this week for change. <laughs> so, I, I, the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I just want to know what your what your podcast will be about because I have listened to them. I really enjoy the discussion about the variety of now and and earlier horror. Yes, the one of the now is the black phone that came out with Ethan Hawke playing the creepy. Yeah, yeah. so we watched that last night, and I'm still. Think, it's one of those movies I'm still thinking about, but yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited to be like gearing up for that. I screamed and threw popcorn during that film. So you watched it in like the theater. Um. Yes. Awesome. Oh my gosh, it was. It had some jump scares. It was very intense for me. My husband is very blasé. He um, does not or claims to not get scared at all by anything anymore. And visually, there's no evidence that he's scared. So I'm inclined to believe him. Um, I, on the other hand, can be scared by glancing to the side and having a piece of fabric fall from a shelf. And I'm like, ah! so I'm, I'm not a I'm not a scary movie aficionado I guess and I still like literally will still jump and scream at a horror movie I've seen 20 times yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the fun that's the fun I like being scared yeah yeah so I'm I I don't like being scared but (laughs) (laughs) but I made the mistake or good decision to marry someone who adores horror and so that is my life as I am you're stuck regularly scared by the films that I see um I've had an up and down week I've I've started a new job loving the new job everything about the new job is amazing there are no no negatives to report there but it's been for family turmoil just a little bit of a little bit of a tough week we've got a we've got a big a big thing coming up in a few weeks where I'm going to have to possibly recount some significant trauma from an earlier period in my life. And it's thrown me this, this week, everything's been just sort of thrown since I found out that, which I've known was coming, but getting an actual date and time was suddenly like, Oh, I don't even know how to function right now. So so I'm I'm slowly trying to get back to a functioning stage, which is weird for me because I'm usually like a tightly wound controlly person with, um, with, no, no room for emotions. So it's, they're they're it's, coming. They're coming in to get you. By the so way, it's a very wild thing. Um, your nails look so good, and you are wearing your fantastic um, fabric. And I'm assuming a garment yeah. you made yourself. Yes, I did. I love it. This is some of my fabric with the um, different people on it of all varieties: blue skin, brown skin, beige skin, and different weights and levels of boobies and nipples being visible. So. It's, it's quite exciting. Yes, beautiful. It's beautiful fabric. I do love this one very much. Um, and my new job is such that I can actually wear this to the office. So it was quite exciting. Nice. Um, and of course, here we're back um, this month. Our new theme is PF Superfan, which is uh, one where you have an opportunity to use your makes as an homage or um, even sometimes a direct copy with appropriate conversations. 
um, of someone or something that you're a fan of. And uh, our our sponsors this month, just super quick, we've got Stocks Patterns. Lindy in Germany is sending out a panel of her octopus fabric to a lucky winner in mm-hmm. August. And Meliot Patterns is sending out a free pattern. And this is a pattern company that has started to extend pattern sizing, a European company that started to extend sizing up to 62-inch hips. So it's it's kind of neat. And they reached out to us. So that was also very, very exciting. Nice. Um, so this week we're going to talk kind of inspiration-y, what, what inspires us, what we think people might find inspiration from, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, I know this is a month I'm super excited about because there are lots of folks that I find inspiring for different reasons that I'd like to have an opportunity to really pay homage to and credit for the inspiration. Yeah, awesome. Right on. I've I've been looking forward to this conversation too because I've realized just how many of my friends are inspire my work. Like I kind of was like, well, who, you know, who's inspiring me? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought of like six people. Um, and I, I also thought of a lot of movies that have been so like, it turns out like that. I was like, okay, my fashion's kind of inspired by things I see on screen quite a bit. Well, I, so for me, two of the things that came immediately to mind when I knew I was going to be talking with you about inspiration were first off, Oh my gosh, the shorts coverall that you made for your son. How yeah. is that not something that everyone on earth has right now? Because you, that, oh wow, it was so amazing. I love the fabric. I love the cut and the fit. I love the details. Everything about that was just beyond amazing. Yeah. And I want to credit my own inspiration for that, which is Kevin, my friend, Kevin Gervais from Taylor and Hart Fabrics, because the fabric that Shortall is made from is a toile, but it is a bunch of old timey sea monsters, right? And he kind of got me on that bullshit months ago because he, (laughs) in his shop, he was carrying a dinosaur toile. So it's this really sort of delicate toile pattern that has like brontosauruses and T-Rexes on it. And that kind of got me into looking at these offbeat twalls. So I fully give Kevin and I, I tagged him in my post even, but that short all turned out perfect. It was one of those things where I was scrolling on Spoonflower looking for twall and yeah. I saw it and I was like the, the color of blue. I knew my son would love that color. And the whole garment just came to mind and we made it and it's perfect. I had wondered where you had sourced the fabric because I also look for wild twalls. Now I had one that I have an artist friend designed for me that I'm going to show you that is a knit. And I don't know if you can see it. Yes, I can. But it's werewolves and yeah, Frankensteins and Draculas. And they're all done as mermaids in a blue twall on white fabric. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And the mummy. Have you made something with that? I've never seen it before. I I have not yet because I haven't. So the mistake I made is I need to go back and be like, could you make it a dark background with a light with light images on it? Because as a knit, I find I am not comfortable in a white knit dress. And I don't really wear shirts. I kind of do occasionally or whatever, but mostly I'm a dress person. So I haven't quite figured out what to do with it. I gave my daughter some of it because she's very much an old-timey monster movie and fashion so person. So 
I believe she's made a, um, a t-shirt and a skirt out of it, but I, I have not yet. I don't actually know what to do with it because I bought the wrong color. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I know you're kind of getting off the ground with making garments that you sell in your closet. So you could always kind of put, take a picture of the fabric and say, <laughs> if you've seen a dress you like, and, you know, Spoonflower specifically, I was an early adopter. I mean, you know, 15 years ago or whenever they kind of launched, I feel like their printing is getting better because there was yeah. about 10 years I didn't bother shopping Spoonflower. But like that short all, it, it came so vibrant. The print looked good. I washed and hung the garment up. Yeah. And it looked, yeah. So I'm really liking Spoonflower because you just have access to some cool prints that you might not and you can make your own as you know which is really yeah fun. yeah and I think I'm still holding on to sort of old biases from the period where blacks weren't black and yes. the printing could be more off grain than I would prefer I acknowledge for all printed fabrics there's the possibility of not quite being square in terms of how the image is intended to be presented but I found there was a period where where the one thing I could be sure of is it wouldn't be even yeah. kind of square. <laughs> no, there there was a while that it was just not, especially if it was something you were ever going to wash because it would yes. fade. I made many years so ago, right. I made a baby <laughs> bunting and I designed a fabric based off of the Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo movie. So it has the like scary psychedelic James Stewart face and I made it into a baby garment, which is kind of weird, but I remember being disappointed in the print quality. Um, but these days, I've had really good luck with Spoonflower for a few years now. Yeah. How have you felt like about the different um, mediums that you've used for it? So I got, for example, when they released their lawn at first, I, I don't care for the lawn at all, at least as it was originally released. It feels, I don't even know how to describe it. It feels like it's going to tear any second now every time I touch it, even though I don't think it is. I don't think it's at risk of that. But it just has this yeah. not quite not certainly not Liberty of London Tonalon feel, which is what I'm looking right. for in my lawns. I just ordered a lawn the first time and I also didn't like it. It has almost like a sateen feel that I find yeah. kind of disagreeable. You know, I have the little swatch book, which we should tell people it's Me like too. it's like three dollars. Yeah. Like it's yeah. So it's worth getting. And I think I have like I that I got a twill for the short all and it's a really great print. I I've do also, like the quills. Yeah. And the denim has done really well. And I haven't used any of the, um, you know, the minky. I haven't done yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, you know, so far so good. And um, it just enables me to play a little bit more, especially because I'm not the type to bar to make something more than once. So that way I can order limited yardage. Right. That's, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I like that idea. And that's another place you can go to find a lot of inspiration. I know there are sewists who have their own fabric shops as well through Spoonflower. Um, some of my designs are available on Spoonflower as well. <laughs> and and I, I, I really do enjoy that aspect of it. And I should add that, you know, um, there was this amazing pizza print because I love pizza iconography. And uh, I asked the artist if they could make it a different scale for me. And they did. So like sometimes the artist will help you out. It's like if you it's like I really need those pizzas to be like three inches, not, you know, two or whatever. So that's kind of fun to, you know, to get that kind that of is for sure. And I think that you would uh, people would find just um, flowing with the inspiration. 
Um, even if you're not artistically inclined, this one, um, I made a tote bag out of canvas I got from Spoon, Spoon Flower, and I printed my dad's pizza recipe on it. Oh, that's in, so cool. In his writing, and then I, <laughs> and then I, then I used like clip art, free clip art. <laughs> to create little images of pizzas in his name. And I printed it an appropriate, well, I thought I printed it the wrong size the first time. I have since printed it in an appropriate size for tote bags to be able to give my family pizza tote bags that were my dad's. And I have no skills at all for creating graphics. And it's it was still really easy using their tools and just the free photo editing software that comes with my cell phones to create something that was good enough for family. That that's <laughs> cute as hell. It looks like streetwear. It looks awesome. Good job. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So so there's there's one small pile of inspiration. <laughs> that's a lot. It's we kind of crammed a lot, but yeah. Yes. The bull the bullshitty twalls are super fun. And thank you, Kevin, who kind of put that idea in my head. And then now look, you've helped inspire Jenny as well, Kevin. So well done. Oh, absolutely. And um, of course, uh Kevin's shop is a smaller shop that has just a lot of really thoughtfully curated fabrics mm-hmm. in it. So there may be some inspiration beyond the dinosaur twall. Mm-hmm which is so tempting to me, but it's, it's that same it's white. white background yes, problem. Yeah. We but, made, um, we've made a lot of underwear in my server and everyone is kind of putting the brontosaurus neck on the crotch or putting the <laughs> volcano on the bottom. Like everyone's into it. Are, but, are you yeah. suggesting there's a way you could use that? That is more suggestive. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I, we're doing I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, one of my big inspirations I've actually already this month posted about it is Sheila O'Kelly's friend of the show participates in many of our challenges. Um, Sheila is, uh, from man, I hope I get it right. Ireland. I should probably look that up, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm so bad at this. Um, and she posts just exquisite interiors, any garment that she makes, she could wear inside out. And while you might think, well, those are seams on the outside. There isn't one of them where you wouldn't think, but aren't they beautifully done? There's mm-hmm. Hong Kong finishes, flat felt seams, um, bound edges, uh, French seams, ev- every possible interior finishing idea in the universe. And I, of course, never do any of that. Um, but recently I've fallen in love with a dress that asks for French seams that I obediently do and then asks for seam binding for the neck and the arms, which I hesitantly but obediently do and as I was making one I thought you know I should just go the whole way I put some sleeves on this sleeveless garment and I bound the edges of the sleeves and then I gathered the skirt to the waistline and I bound that and stitched it up towards the bodice top stitched it and then I put um bias tape on my hemline and used that as well before I before I hemmed it and so I'm in a place where every seam on this thing is either Frenched or it's, um, it's bound. And I could literally wear it inside out and it would still look nice. And I was flex. so proud of myself. Yes. That's entirely from Sheila. The other nice thing that Sheila does is inevitably when I complain about her interior finishing as taking too long, is she immediately messaged me and like, no, no, this is the shortcut I use. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it the way it would be done in whatever the Julia Child of sewing would be cookbook. It's, you know, I'm instead of 
getting, cutting my bias to the right length and joining it and then putting it around the neck and the round, I'm going from, right. I, I join one shoulder and I just go from side to side and do it at the shoulder because who cares? Mm-hmm. And things like this that are, are super practical methods and you still end up with a beautiful, beautiful garment, but definitely cut some of the fiddly timeness out of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have loved it. Um, her French seams she does with, instead of just sewing it on the sewing machine, she'll surge together and then flip and sew it down. So it's, you know, it's quick and easy. You don't have to trim your, your little first seam and the rest of it. So yeah, anyway, super inspired by it. Love it. And so because I was feeling inspired, I also used Merchant Mills linen, which is another favorite fiber of Sheila's to go ahead and, um, and, and really try and hone in on what it is that I appreciate about her garments. That sounds wonderful. And I do the same French seam shortcut with the serger. And I I also do a French seam on the arm side of menswear shirts instead of flat filling, because I hate flat filling and arm size so much. So I am in solidarity with that, like the persnickety finish, but a little bit shortcutty. I'm just loving that. So is this dress you just described, is it on your Instagram? It is. It is probably the most recent one on my Instagram. It's a green and white um, check, that oh. large scale check, where I did the bodice, the yoke of it on the bias, and then added a gathered skirt. And it's got little flouncy, very short flouncy sleeves. Wonderful. Oh my and gosh. I love it. I love it very much. And, and um, Sheila seemed to really like it too, which made me feel good because that was its purpose. (laughs) I do. I, unfortunately I wore it all day before I thought of it, but the next time it's out of the wash, I am actually going to put it on inside out and get some pictures because (laughs) I think that would be fun. (laughs) I am loving her style and her Instagram. So I just gave her a follow that she's got some iconic stuff going on here. So well done. Wonderful. Yeah. She, Sheila definitely, um, I, I find her inspirational and what, what may be noticeable if you're looking at Sheila's feet is that she and I do not have at all the same sort of dress sense. We dress, we have very different accents that we prefer on our garments and things like that. But I think we have a lot in common as well. Oh, I'm just loving her Merchant and Mills shirt dress um, or the, with the <laughs> like yoke on the deep yoke. Okay. This is distracting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clicking out of here. Wonderful. Well, great job, Sheila. <laughs> so I guess I will um I will mention my friend Keely, um, Keely Jones, because she has mom to a three-year-old, and which means she's basically raised a child during a pandemic, which is kind of just hard to think about doing because yeah. she couldn't go to the park and all that, but she has the coolest style. Um, it's, she kind of like has that dad energy, like, like Hawaiian shirt, like Magnum PI energy. And right (laughs) right now I think she's working on overalls, but she is like a huge inspiration for my coveralls. The, the coverall tangent I've been on for months now is Keely. And, uh, she also did a tie dye a little while ago. I'll link to it in the show notes, um, where she used like, um, the what is that the shiitake from dharma trading oh, and yeah, used, which is one of the best colors. yes right shiitake so good and then she used i think a lime green and i will tell you that of all the tie-dye color combos i've seen in my life her that was my favorite 
And I know that if I tried it, I would somehow not, it would not be as good as hers, but she is just iconic and and she's very busy with her kid. I think she's also got a, a, like literally a groundhog that's trying to eat her whole garden and she doesn't want to kill it. So that's (laughs) like a saga, but I want to give Keely a major shout out because I don't know if she knows how much she's inspired me. So I want to make sure that I say that she's, she's great. That's awesome. And I'll have to, I'll have to look that up to see the the dye combination. I'm always looking for new dyers to follow. And honestly, um, your Discord server and the folks that you share are some of whom have gone through your um, sort of incubators, how I always think of it, but I'm sure there's a better word, um, program for businesses are some of my favorite people to follow. Um, so yeah, that's wonderful. That's so fun. And we have a number of um, folks who listen to the show who are always sort of dipping their toes or starting to dip their toes in that dying arena. It's so tempting. And when you finally break down and do it, it's, it's harder than you would think to get the res- precision of results that you might want, but it's easier than you think to get results that are also good. <laughs> I, I agree. And like, I, I find it frustrating because it feels like when I'm trying for a result, I almost never get it, but I have had many happy accidents. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, you know, some people are very good and it's not an accident, but, but for most of us dabblers, uh, you know, it's totally an accident yeah, for me. Exactly. I actually met with a friend, um, uh, recently we're doing, um, cotton diapers and cotton onesies. We're going to tie dye for a friend who's expecting a baby soon. And, um, as we were t- talking about doing it, it sort of came up just that question of, do we need to be worried that everybody's doing their own tying separately? Is there any risk that we're going to have some that are too much alike? And then, and then we just fell over laughing. Right, exactly. <laughs> even if we were trying to make a set, like we knew it was triplets and wanted them all to be the same. There's, there's just, it would not happen. There's no yeah. possibility. I think the only thing we've really settled on is that we don't want to use colors that would camouflage poop. Um, so we want to put the non-browns and oranges is sort right. of our theory. <laughs> yeah, you can do like a tie-dye swap too, because I had yards of fabric that was this ugly pink. And as a value exchange, my friend Tracy from Pride Hauntwerk, she ice dyed it for me and I did something for her. And after she ice dyed it, she wasn't very happy with it. But when I saw it, I was like, that is such an improvement. Thank you so much. And I loved it. So it's like, just dye swap with people if you're nervous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've been, uh, I had a friend of the podcast reach out to me and ask if I'd like to do some dye, some dyeing as a swap. And so that's something I've got coming up soon as well. Nice. Um, it's a neat idea. It's, it's awesome when you realize maybe there's a thing you take for granted that has value elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so cool. Well, one of my other big inspirations is uh, Katie Cortman. Katie Cortman appeared on Project Runway last season, maybe. I'm, I've honestly, I haven't watched Project Runway since the Christian Serrano um, season. So I'm not super familiar with it. But um, Katie Cortman came to my attention because of her um, wear happy color, sew happy color, and maybe knit happy color. I'm not sure. She's got kind of a happy color concept that has a challenge around it every year and people participate every week. There's a different color you're trying to emphasize and learning that pretty much all colors can go with all colors and that your wardrobe doesn't have to be black, white, and beige, which my wardrobe doesn't really suffer from. 
But as you go off and look at the things that inspire Katie, it's a lot of wild pattern match mixing and matching, um, big features, big collars, big necklines, big sleeves, big skirts, things like that, all of which are super inspirational to me. But I feel like Katie takes everything up a level compared to anything I ever tried to do. And so I'm constantly looking to see how I can stretch a little bit more to have a little bit more of what just to me feels like complete joy in any, any garment that Katie makes. So um, I just pulled her up and that is some amazing work. And I think you had reshared this, um, what it's like a collar that is like yellow with like, huge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I remember you sharing that. Amazing. And I don't even know how to use that in my life. I mean, honestly, I look at it and part of me is just like, I should put that on over a swimsuit, but <laughs> I just cannot figure out how that would be a part of my life, but I love it. And Katie is so generous with her time and other things in terms of sharing with people these things that are either really simple to make or having great opportunities. I know she's worked with Top Stitch Atlanta to teach some classes on things like painting fabric or making that collar and other types of things to to give people access. She also has like a book on on colors that she provides and so on. She just I very very exuberant and it's what I wish I did with color because I'm very often a lot more um single patterny and single <laughs> It's right. a stretch for me when I mix two things up. <laughs> but isn't that the perfect type of inspiration where it's just like a little past our ability or our scope of imagination? Because it's like that yeah. little stretch that feels so good, right? I agree with you. That's and it's it's yeah, it's it's really neat. And I know that my being inspired by Katie has had that domino effect because I started adding for a little while ruffled sleeves to everything. Like just take a giant rectangle times two ruffle it and throw it into an arm side. It's a sleeve. And, and um, other people would come and see my makes and then be like, oh my God, I'm going to do it too. And I just, I just started calling them Katie Portman sleeves, but, but, but it was, there was a, there was a trickle effect because Katie's just a little bit more than I'm usually comfortable doing. My suspicion is I'm a little more than that yeah. some other people are comfortable doing. And it just, it gives you that stretch point. It's Absolutely. really neat. I love it. Well, I want to give a shout out to Virginia of Clotho and Frigg. So she, I think we met a year ago. She's actually in my course right now in the whole enchilada. Um, first of all, she is just one of the most pleasant people of all time because we've spent a lot of time together, but um, I think her tagline line is I make clothes for goblins and witches. <laughs> and so <laughs> she has an awful lot of kind of, I don't know, like linen dresses with a vest layered over the top and like little mushrooms and little like glass jars and kind of this like beautifully cluttered homey aesthetic that I really love. And she also does um, alterations and there's just a way that as long as I've been sewing, she's kind of brought some joy and like kind of that home sewing ethos of like making yourself happy with your sewing, which I'm sure a lot of people listening are already doing that. But as someone who, who designs professionally, there's a way that like my work life can start to take over my creative Mm -hmm. space. So I want to give Virginia mad props. 
Um, she does great work and she's just someone that every single time I see her in my feed, I want to see what she's doing or saying. And I, I just think she has a wonderful spirit and I, I just adore her. That is, I think the best kind of inspiration. That's really nice. How wonderful, how wonderful. One of my other big inspiration points is a, is a dress company I found on Etsy and, and they're called Cherry Blossom Dress. And it's just cherry blossoms with an S dress. And I'll include an image in the show notes, which is from their shop banner that just shows a, a variety of what I would consider to be avant-garde dress Ooh. choices, like a, um, a leopard print and sheer netting dress where the bodice and the sleeves are sheer netting. And then there's a gathered panel of leopard print, a gathered panel of sheer netting, and a gathered panel of leopard print, where if I were going to wear it, I would definitely put something under it. Um, and then there's sort of some, some black dress garments that are architectural more so than I would say the, the netting one is. And then there's one that looks like it's made out of a PVC garbage bag. And everything about everything about what they do for me is really, really interesting. Like I love the shapes and the bagginess and then the weird accent on some feature that, I mean, nobody wants a giant neck, but then there's a giant neck, right. and, you know, gathers or ruffles in a place you're not expecting it. A lot of sheerness. And I, I really love it. I, I find everything about the things that they sell to be super inspirational. I'm looking at the dress you described and the it's called what it says on the caption is dress for men, futuristic clothing for men, neoprene maxi dress with tool and animal print avant-garde festival clothing. Yes. <laughs> that is so cool. And I, I think it is that. all those things. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah, and I love there's like a seafoam green and pink, like, caftan that has like the ruffles at the edges that is very oh, yeah yeah it looks like a like a giant clam almost I love it Amazing. it's there's there's so much to commend this even if it's in the end garments you're not necessarily going to feel comfortable making and putting on your body I think there are things you can pull from it that are interesting like just with the leopard dress that we were talking about the ways that you could make that work for you um if you're maybe not that much out there is literally just adding a tool or netting panel someplace that isn't scary right. to you right. in, a, in a garment like that just adds, adds something interesting. I love the idea of maybe um, a raglan sleeve out of the tool French themed, of course. Thank you, Sheila. And <laughs> with the leopard print as the front and the back, even for example, uh, I'm loving it. And my husband and I are in a live action Rocky horror again this October. And my husband will be doing the striptease at the beginning. And I'm trying to think <laughs> of, of an outfit that isn't the traditional Rocky horror corset. Yeah. yeah. So I might have to pick that site for some ideas. Like the caftan is sounding good to start wearing with the caftan and taking it off. So many possibilities on that site for sure. And I can only imagine that your spouse would carry all of them off with complete absolutely uh, dignity and wonderfulness. Yes. It would be amazing. He's unflappable. So I want <laughs> I have a graphic designer, illustrator, artist I want to shout out. And her name, I think her name is Jessica. She goes by Perma Scowl on Instagram. And <laughs> she does um 
these really compelling, actually, you might've seen a uh, scream inside your heart. That was like two and a half years ago. There was this don't just scream inside your heart that kind of went viral, but she designed this bonicula print right here. And this is my absolute favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have, this is my favorite t-shirt of all time because she, I don't, I don't know if you read Benicula, but a lot of Gen Xers and Xennials read it. And um, I saw this illustration on her Instagram and I asked her if I could screen print it. And she said, yes. And so I, I dyed some rayon Jersey and then I had it screen printed with her design and I sewed it up myself and it's literally my favorite t-shirt and I love it so much. And it's also just so kind of her to let me use her art. I always ask every time, but um, I just, I just love that kind of hand sketched look. So if anyone listening is an illustrator, you should send me a DM because I, I love to partner with illustrators for um, projects. Now, how did you, what does getting that printed look like? Is that a thing where you carved the screen oh or not carved? You don't carve screens, I but d- is that a thing you did or did you outsource? Oh my gosh. So I, I did try to do it myself and it went horribly wrong. And it's because it's a very, you can see there's a lot of detail and there's actually three colors. Um, So I did have my yeah. friend Adam from Aimless Arrow Embroidery make me a custom screen. Um, So sometimes when I screen print, I make, I have the screen manufactured myself. Sometimes I, I have someone else print it, but I'm never making a bulk order. And so right. some screen printers don't want to work with you because you're not printing, okay. 60, which I'm like, I'm like, you can charge me whatever you want. Can I please have two t-shirts for myself? So it's always a challenge right, to right. find screen printers that'll do that. In this case, I tried it myself, couldn't do it, had my friend Adam do it and I love it. And I'll have this t-shirt until it falls apart or until I fall apart. I, I mean, it's very amazing. That's something I'm always um, a little bit interested in. It's, it's a... Uh, I've taken a class on screen printing. It's something I'd like to give a shot to, but at the same time, I feel like eh, maybe it's not not really for me. Maybe what I really want is a source where someone else will do that for if me. If <laughs> I find that person or that, if I make that permanent connection, I will tell you because even if you wanted to do it, a screen printing rig takes up a lot of space and there's a lot of supplies. And so it's kind of a, there's a little barrier to entry. Yes. For me, it's one of those things where I could only do something small enough to fit on the size screen that I have and am willing or able to, you know, manage in a tiny, tiny space all by myself. And I've had a couple of screens that I made for myself and I haven't even felt the courage to go in and do like, I have a punk rockers logo screen that I created that I want to use to put on tote bags or something else. But I, you know, I really just want to sew. So I, you know, I'd be better off getting someone yeah, else. Well, any, anyone imagine. listening, you've got two people here who are pretty interested <laughs> in partnering right. with screen printers. So. Um, so the next person that I'd like to uh, call out is someone I follow from my local area on Instagram. Their Instagram ideas, E-V-A-N-L-E-G-G-O-E. And this is someone who has a very retro vibe. This is a a completely different size and style from what I usually am interested in. But what I've enjoyed is the very thoughtful way that they um, they go through the makes that they have and the ways that they want to adjust those makes to make something different 
thinking about it from the perspective of s- sustainability and um, and honestly, access, even though much of what they make is vintage patterns where there really isn't access for bigger bodies, but that's always a part of the conversation. It's um, uh, she basically dresses like what I think of as a picnic in the 50s or 60s. Oh. <laughs> and and so there's a lot of checks and stripes and dainty flowers and then big, bold plaid sorts of things and high waters and um, sort of wooden bottomed clogs like I wore in the 70s with the little, anyway, Mary Jane style and so forth. And I, I just, I really, really enjoy it. And oftentimes there's an element of thoughtfulness or a long time coming to make a dress. I can recall a garment they'd had a pattern for for a while and she was looking for the exact right fabric to mimic a Mary Mecco dress from a decade earlier. And when she finally found the fabric, it was just an opportunity to make that thing come true. And so it was, it was really neat. Yeah. It was really neat. It's a great, a, a great, I think a great follow. It's essentially anytime a picture is posted, it's, it's a, it's a photo of the outfit of the day and probably some information on either how, what parts were thrifted or how it was made. And it's, it's just neat. I love that. And I love the sort of long, like, or the thoughtful or the, like the view of having a longer view about a project instead of, yep. I have to make it right this second. And of course, sometimes you have to make it right this second. Everybody knows how that feels, but that's, that's very beautiful. It is. It's I'm, I'm not very successful at slowing myself down. Um, but, but it is one of the places that I follow that makes me wish I was more successful at it because I can see how beautiful and how satisfying that can be. Yes. I'm working on that myself, actually. Um, <laughs> well, my, my last like specific person I want to shout out is, um, Ruby Gertz from Spokes and Stitches who just, yeah. to, I think today, published a new blog post where she was talking about solar punk and slow sewing and if they are slow fashion. And um, so Ruby has an atelier, like she makes custom clothing and she has a few sewing patterns. She's also put together that are absolutely fantastic, but I really liked this post. And she, what I took from her post today is going back to like really enjoying every part of the project. You know, you and I've talked about this where when I first started sewing, I hated so much of it. I hated ironing the paper. I hated pinning it. I hated cutting it. It's like, I only wanted the garment at the end. Yep. <laughs> and now I'm someone who likes, I like everything except putting stuff away when I'm done. That's the only thing I don't like. So I just wanted to shout out Ruby because I, I think her, um, solar punk aesthetic and what she's trying to do is really, really cool. And I, um, I know she has a discord, the solarium. Um, she's fantastic and I'm honored to call her a friend and I, I think she's doing great work. That's really wonderful. I know I've enjoyed the conversations I've been lucky enough to have with Ruby and I'm so glad that you called her out. Um, I would like to share one last one, which I need you to click through the link that I shared for, um, Josie, uh, Lewis, because this is not a sewist in any way. This is a painting artist. And what they do is thick paint paintings. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like they spackle color onto canvas. And the way that they mix the stuff makes it dry faster than you'd think or whatever. 
And I am so compelled by this that I've signed up for their newsletter and downloaded their free instructions on how to make your own thicker than thick stuff to slab onto a piece of canvas. And I know myself well enough that I've bought none of the materials to do this. <laughs> right. but, but I am so inspired by the texture and the color. And if you flip through, if you just sort of slide through their Instagram, you'll see that the textures are all like, there's a lot of different stuff here. There's watercolor, but even if you just stick with the thick paint slab the heck onto canvas, there are so many different styles and types of texture that this person does. And for all of them, there are little videos to show you insidiously how simple it seems to be to do while at the same time, it, it doesn't feel achievable to me. This is, it's just amazing. I love the color work. I love the texture of it. I love um, the visual presentation of it. I love it all. It's like edible looking. It looks like frosting 100%. and she's even got, she's using what looks like an icing tool here. Um, I also Absolutely. noticed her, her blog talks an awful lot about uh, selling your art, which is quite yes. very interesting to me because I, I teach a course about that, about becoming a, a, a creative entrepreneur. This is beautiful work and you can tell she's doing exactly what she wants to do with her life. And you always love to see that. Absolutely. And she does have a lot of conversations, even if you, even as you follow her Instagram feed, where there'll be a video talking about the fact that you, you shouldn't be underselling or undervaluing your artwork that people who come at you saying, well, I mean, it's just pain. It's like, great, then go do it. It's, yeah. um, you know what I mean? That's fine. Please have at it. But it's, uh, she's very outspoken on that topic, a hundred percent for sure. And if you just want the color inspiration alone or the texture inspiration alone, it's, it's worth a follow. Um, but there's definitely a lot more here than just that. Yeah. This is, this is beautiful work. So, yeah, I was hoping you'd like it. Oh. I, <laughs> well, you know, my, my mother's a muralist. If you, you know, she's paints huge, huge, huge mural, murals. And I think she would be pretty interested, um, too bad we're estranged, so I won't send it to her. But I did think of her. She's an acrylic <laughs> artist as well. Now, that's beautiful work. Beautiful. I, I thought it was so interesting because I know the first time I saw it, I literally thought, are you dying cough? What's happening here? Right. <laughs> anyway, um, are there any more inspirations you'd like to share today? I just want to shout out like that my love for B-movies, especially anything from like 50s to the 80s influences my personal, um, like what I make an awful lot. I I watched this goofy black and white 1962 uh, sort of end of the world apocalypse film with Ray Milland called uh, Panic at Year Zero. And he has this corduroy jacket that I was like screen capping while I was watching this film because it has these like slot seam pockets that I've, I and I'm watching it. I'm just thinking, was that custom? Was that Sears and Roebuck that the wardrobe yeah. person grabbed? Uh, another amazing movie for fashion is The Beast of Hollow Mountain, which is 1956. And Carlos Rivas, who is like one of the prettiest men I've ever seen. He was in The King and I, I think as well. But anyway, he's wearing all of this uh, Mexican fashion with like the super high-waisted trousers and the little short jackets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I that's the kind of fashion where I'm like, when I get time, I will make a Western piece or something from a film. And I suspect if I ever retire from um, sewing for clients, you'll see a lot more 
old movie stuff from me. That's my jam. Well, I really hope you get an opportunity to be inspired by, I don't know, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Maybe the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That would be awesome. Uh, My husband watches a lot of his older films, um, typically 70s sort of exploitation horror. That's a genre he enjoys out in his movie shed. And when he does, I get texts all night long that are pictures of fashions from the screen. So it's it's absolutely a thing that that he enjoys. He likes pretty much anything that would appear on a double feature on a drive-in. Yeah, one of my favorite, <laughs> there's a movie called The Slumber Party Massacre, which was yes. actually written and directed by, by women, which is amazing. But um, Rita Mae Brown, I think, wrote the screenplay or something bizarre. It's kind of, but anyway, I want to do, when I make my millions or whatever, I'm going to do a fashion shoot calendar from the fashion in Slumber Party Massacre. It is just iconic. I think that would be yeah. And of course, I don't want to wear any of those pieces. I just want to create them and make that come to life. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would like to wear all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely um, up, up his alley for sure. Nice. Um, so hopefully when I'm done here, I'll get an opportunity to maybe watch a film with him. So he may be a little tired. And He's got. You tell him you're all riled. You're all riled up. It's time That's to watch right. it. Yeah, yeah. Watch something. Anyway, yeah. well, it was absolutely wonderful to get a chance to sit and chat with you this evening, and I really mm. appreciate your stepping in and and being a more full time co host while we're going through uh, this little period where we're going to be missing Beverly. So thank you right very on. much. Thank you, and it's always great to chat with you. Absolutely, we will see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.